Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. The title today is Waiting on God. So if you have your Bibles open, let's read it together. 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel 2, verse 1. And it happened after this that David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said to him, Go up. And David said, Where should I go up? And the Lord said, To Hebron. And David went up there with his two wives, Ahinam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the widow of Nabal, uh, the Carmelite. And David brought up the men who were with him, every man of his household. And so they dwelt in the city of Hebron. Then the men of Judah came there and anointed David king over the house of Judah. As we're studying the life of David, uh, David comes to a new chapter in his life. And uh, if you've been here with us on, uh, you know, uh, through 1 Samuel, that, you know, David's had a lot of difficulty, and he's been waiting 15 years to get to this point where he's at here in 2 Samuel. God was preparing David for where we're at now. When we get to 2 Samuel 2, uh, this is a new chapter in his life. And, and I love to look at life uh, as a whole and to think about your life as chapters, because every one of us has different chapters of life, right? When you were in junior high, that's a chapter of life uh, where you look every day and see if you have pimples. I mean, and then, uh, you know, when you get to high school, you know, different chapter, college or young adult or young single adult or, you know, every chapter of life is different and it's very different, right? And then, uh, and so when you think about David's life, there was a lot of difficulty in the previous chapters and, you know, but God used that for good. And I think all of us need to be consciously aware that David was a man after God's own heart. God loved David. David loved God. David went through, th- through some trials, but God used those things to shape him because he's going to become the greatest king in the history of Israel. And God worked through those difficult chapters to make him become the person that he wanted him to be. Now, by the time we get done with 2 Samuel, you're going to forget all about those early chapters of David's life. You, you won't be thinking about, you'll be thinking about all the great things he's done. And when you think about it, most people, if you were to ask them who's not studying the life of David, what do you know about David? Oh, he killed Goliath. What else? He was a king. What else? Uh, he had a girl named Bathsheba. He doesn't know what has happened in chapter 30 of 1 Samuel. And so here in 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 2, <clears throat> it says, and it happened that a man came from Saul's camp with his clothes torn and dust on his head. And David said to him, how did, how did the matter go? Please tell me. And he answered, the people have fled from battle and many of the people have fallen dead and Saul and Jonathan, his son, are dead also. In <clears throat> verse five, so David said to the young man who told him, how do you know that Saul and Jonathan, his son, are dead? As it uh, happened by chance uh, to be, uh, I happened by chance to be in Mount Gilboa, And there was Saul leaning on his spear. And indeed, uh, the chariots and horsemen followed hard after him. And when he looked behind him, uh, he saw me and called me. And I answered, here I am. And so standing uh, over me 
Uh, please stand over me and kill me, for anguish has come upon me, but my life still remains in me. So I stood over him and I killed him, because I was sure that he could not live after he had fallen. And I took the crown uh, that was on his head and the bracelet that was on his arm, and I have brought them here to my Lord. Now, this guy's telling David what happened with Saul. And he doesn't, David doesn't know. And this guy tells David basically, hey, I saw Saul, he was injured, and he was going to die, and so he told me to kill him, so I did. And I think this guy thinks that David is like some of us. Now, what if someone came to you and said, the guy who was trying to kill you for 15 years is now dead? You want a piece of pie? I mean, I don't know what you would say to him, but uh, this man thinks that David is going to give him a reward. But David doesn't do that, right? Because David is a man after God's own heart. And in 2 Samuel 1.11, it says, Then David took hold of his own clothes and tore them, and so did all the men who were with him. Now, that was a, a, a symbol of, of you know, mourning and remorse, that David was sad that Saul and Jonathan were dead. And they mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and Jonathan, his son, for the people of the Lord, and for the house of the Lord, because they had fallen by the sword. So David was sad because Saul and Jonathan were dead and God's people were being killed, and, and he was sad about that. Now, it also shows us that there was no bitterness in David's heart. David didn't say, let's have a party. Saul's dead, let's celebrate. And so it says in verse one, it happened after this. And so this is a new chapter in David's life. At this point, Saul is dead. Now you just think about what's going on here. Saul's dead. David has already been anointed king by Samuel 15 years ago, and there's nothing stopping David from going and taking the throne of Israel. And, you know, you think about it, this is what David's been waiting for. And David wrote about it in Psalm 37, 34, where he said, wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. Now, notice David said in Psalm 37, wait on the Lord. Now, this is something that is a characteristic in David's life that we want to learn because David is held up for us as a model of a person. He, it says that he's a man after God's own heart. David waited on the Lord, and that was part of the way that he lived life. It was the way he rolled. Now, in this new chapter in David's life, the, the opportunities are endless. Uh, Saul's gone. His men are probably telling him, hey, David, man, this is your blessed day because Saul's dead. Let's go back to Israel, and let's take over, and you'll be in charge. You'll be the king, and we'll be your army, and man, this is an awesome day. Let's go. Now, what does David do, though? Does David just get up and say, you're right. I am awesome, and let's go. <laughs> People are going to sing songs about me. No, that's not what he does. The first thing that David does in this next chapter of his life is the same thing that all of us should do when we move to a new chapter in life. Whether you're going from junior high to high school to college to if you're getting married, you need to double down on this, what David does. But, uh, and if you're having kids, triple. But anyway, he says in verse 1, it happened after this that David inquired of the Lord. The first thing David does in this next chapter of his life is he inquires of the Lord. David had learned during the previous chapter of his life, those 15 years of waiting, that no matter what the circumstance looked like, there's no reason to rush. That the first step in accomplishing God's purposes is to inquire of the Lord, to pray and say, Lord, what do you want us to do? David doesn't rush into anything. He, he is a person who always seeks God first. And even though it's obvious to everyone else, David, you're going to be the next king of Israel. We know it. You've been anointed by Samuel, uh, and Saul's gone, and so that's just that. 
But David doesn't assume anything. And I think this is another lesson that we can learn about David is that he doesn't assume anything. And and as we are going to study David's life, you know, David's going to get into battles where it seems very obvious that if I do this, I'll win the battle. But he doesn't assume anything. He prays. He seeks God. And sometimes God says, no, don't do what seems obvious. Don't do what everybody else says. You need to do this. And, And that's why we all know David's name, because he sought the Lord first. In every stage, in every chapter of life, David is saying, God, what should I do? Where should I go? Should I go to any of these cities? Uh, I know that you've known him as king, but, but how's that going to work out? How do you want to do that? And it's almost as if David has the same heart as Moses did. Remember when God said, I'm going to take you and bring you to the promised land? And, and Moses said, God, if you don't go with me, I don't want to go, right? Even though Moses is in all kinds of things. And, and I think David has that same heart, like, God, I don't want to go anywhere unless you're leading, unless you're directing. And so David says there, shall I go up to any of the cities of Judah? I mean, he he doesn't just assume anything. He prays and says, God, what do you want to do? And so God tells him, uh, in verse 1, it says, David inquired of the Lord and said, shall I go up to any of the cities? And the Lord said to him, go up. So God says, okay, David, go. And then David said, where? Where shall I go? And he said, to Hebron. David specifically prays, Which city should I go to? And, you know, sometimes people think, well, does God really care what city David went to? Absolutely. Here's the thing. God knows the future. He knows everything about your life. He knows everything about what's coming in the future. And so if you say, God, should I go here or go there? Does he care? Absolutely he does. I believe that, you know, our world just wants you to be filled with angst and worry and fear. Oh, no, Uh, you know, the sky is falling. And, And I do believe that that is just part of what the world does to manipulate people. And, uh, you know, I I love to go wake surfing. And so, you know, two months ago, they're like, it's a drought, no water, no wake surfing for you. (laughs) It's like, oh, you know. And and then a month goes by and it's like, it's rained every day for the last month. And then I see a graphic, hey, Arrow Rock is at 93% full. I'm like, why were they lying to me? Were they just trying to get me some angst during that month? It's like, why do they do those things? Well, it's how they roll, right? I mean, the Bible says the prince of the power of the air, right? He controls the networks and whatever. But here's the thing. We need to recognize that as we live in a crazy world, we do not want to make decisions based on lies that people tell you, right? And, and so if you live your life based on social media, Facebook, Instagram, network news, whatever it is, there are a lot of lies in there. Do you realize that? I mean, they're, they're like, hey, you know, Uh, They just tell us all kinds of things. And I think deliberately to get us upset, to get us angry, to cause division, to want us to fight against one another, to want to stir up trouble, that's what the the enemy does. Now, as followers of Christ, though, what should we do? Well, we need to learn from David that whatever chapter we are in in life, whatever circumstances we're in, we need to seek the Lord first, right? We need to pray. It's important for us to live circumstances speckly as we go through life because god doesn't want you to go through life just haphazardly right and in fact it tells us in ephesians 5 15 see then that you walk circumspectly and the opposite of that not as fools but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the lord is and so god wants us to be wise he doesn't want any of us to be foolish he doesn't want us to make foolish decisions in our relationships in our financial decisions, in our spiritual decisions, in our whatever it is, he doesn't want you to be foolish. He doesn't want you to make foolish decisions. And as you study Proverbs, it's such a great insight about how God wants us to have wisdom. And so when he says you need to walk circumspectly, the idea is uh, 
specifically and accurately, right? And so in other words, we're to diligently, specifically examine with exactness the way that we live life, right? And when you do that, how do you do that? Well, you pray and you seek God, right? And, and, and when you pray about your marriage or about raising your children or, or about your spiritual relationship with God or your spiritual development, whatever it is, uh, God wants you to pray and he wants to give you insight. He knows everything about you, right? And he knows what you need. And, and David understands that because David knows that God is the answer to whatever the question is, right? And, you know, as our world gets darker and darker, there are people who need to hear the truth. And they want to meet people who have a peace that passes understanding. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.